Yeah, it was pretty tame. We're not going to talk about how pickle juice is bad lubricant this time. Not this time? <laughs> that was such a strong start last time. <laughs> Bro, but drinking your piss is insane. It's really good for you when you have nothing else. What are you, Bear grills? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be in Texas. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys. Uh, Zion, do introductions, man. Let's see what's going on. All right. So this clown right here, Zion Yeet, uh, FPS guy. Dude up there, Halo Master, as you can tell from the multiple items of Halo merch in the background back Bada there. Bing, baby. Thinks he's trash at a uh, keyboard and mouse, but he's not. Trash. Uh, and then the two guys to our right. Bottom right is Mr. Gabe Legolas himself, aka Funfortunate Andy. Hey, and then top right is Danny Vexen. Uh, other Funfortunate Andy, they're co-creators of My Old Destiny Clan. And they're going to fill us in on what in the fuck is happening now in yeah. Destiny. We have named this podcast What the Fuck Destiny 2 for a reason because we have no idea what's going on. I've been out of the game. I haven't for... given two shits since I pretty much stopped quarters of time, stopped, picked back up for a season of arrivals for like two weeks and was like, oh, I remember why I left this grind. Yeah. Peace. Dude. Okay. First and foremost, all right. Talk about the clan, man. Talk about the clan a little bit. Like, what's going on? Because you guys have been playing Destiny 2 for how long has the clan been playing Destiny 2 for? Ah, uh, since Forsaken. Since Forsaken. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you guys started year. Is that year two, right? Yep. Okay, year two. Yep, year two. Uh, me and Gabe met before that, but. Yep. Uh. Are you guys? You guys like the big, the big hate hot shows? You guys uh, tell everybody what's going on. Uh, what's going on? Are we your bosses? <laughs> you guys, the bosses over there. Technically, yes. I mean, it's like a loosely run ship, though. There's not really any big hierarchy of get the fuck out of here. So it's like a pirate ship over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's more of like <laughs> me and Gabe do have the final say, but as long as you keep your want... shit together, you're kosher. Yeah, we want everyone's opinion to matter. Like, I think we've only ever really had to kick one person, and that was after. Yeah, no, that only multiple times. It was twice, <laughs> only twice. That's not bad. We gave him a second chance. I mean, surprisingly, no. I mean, if, for how long the clan's been together? How long has the clan been together now? Uh, Since Forsaken, so no. that's uh, it's two years, uh, right? Three, three going years? on three. Yeah. Well, it could have been Black yeah. Friday of 2017 because I built a PC, was playing Warframe, Bleach, and I went over to. Uh, Destiny, mm. we started grinding our nuts off with Shadow Snipers, which was my first Destiny clan with Cage, Shadow, uh, Dove, some of the OG guys like Benji, who was in there, who's now, so it was Benji, and then through EP I met Future and K-State, and we rolled in Shadows for a while, and then um, we eventually met Leveled. Shadow Snipers kind of stopped playing, they weren't really grinding as hard because people were adulting so they yeah. just kind of when everybody was doing their own thing those of us that were kind of more so playing actively rolled to fun mm -hmm. and then fun i got more into like the pvp side of the game and started running out comp and doing recubs and stuff and then me dove and a twitch streamer by the name of gjp kind of went off and did our own thing and they went into different clans i stayed in fun but i got burnt out on pvp just from you can only shock an ape so much before you get bored and then run into a skill gap of, yeah, I can't predict every hunter dodge roll or every warlock fucking Nova bomb or 
every warlock skating around the map like a fucking madman sword dashing everywhere so yeah. uh we just rolled out started doing thievery and then thievery now pretty much no longer plays destiny except very rarely but. yeah i mean and that's just the natural progression i mean i've been a part of plenty of clans like if you guys have you guys have seen the podcast before and you guys probably know I'm old as fuck, so I've been in clans, and just the, the natural progression of a clan is to kind of clear content. Once the content's cleared, you kind of go do other things, and then there's new content, and everybody comes back, and then it's just kind of how it goes. But it's hard to keep up, man. How have you guys have been handling it with uh, with everything that's going on with Dusty 2 right now? Uh, definitely not uh, blitzing through the content, uh, mm. for sure. I don't have a lot of time myself, um, but just, you know playing with friends you know prioritizing like you know because everyone's got goals in the game like they want to hit power or they want to you know do this in the game with like nightfalls and things like that so right. i try to like spread myself out and not just focus on my thing because i'll just i'll run through everything that i want to do and then i'll be dead and i don't want that so right um right what i think has helped us progress the most or like what has helped kept us so grounded is the fact that I dip my feet into a lot of different communities. Mm -hmm. Gabe knows this. Um, oh, yeah. And I've been able to kind of bring in people that also naturally, they also bring in people. Mm. So there's always people in our clan that are playing. Uh, even when the main original seven people stopped, stopped playing, mm. we still had people playing. Because right. um, I'm a big advocate of I don't force myself to play a game if I don't feel like playing that game. Hell yeah. That's a, that's a healthy way of gaming. <laughs> that's a good way to game so, right there. If I don't feel like playing Destiny 2, I won't play it. Right. But our clans progress to the point where it doesn't need mine or Gabe's presence for people to want to do stuff. Like, for example, when I was playing Pixelmon for a while, I met a group of, um, group of guys uh, by the name of uh, Cosmic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yato and uh, Iceberg. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to them. Uh, they're super dope. Well, they're a young group, and you know they they kind of mingle with themselves, but they've slowly moved themselves over into the main group. The point where I've given them the ability to re recruit and invite people to the clan, right? Because they have met a bunch of friends. They have a lot of friends that they've brought in and have been playing with us and been playing with themselves, and it's kept the ecosystem of the clan going um, right. when Zion uh, eventually wanted to play Destiny more and the Shadow Snipers inside him, our friend Cool, um, Zenzel, and you've met him, mm -hmm. um, K-State. I think K-State eventually came in too. And oh, a couple other a dudes. twice now too. K-State's a funny yeah. dude. Yeah. And a couple other dudes all, you know, jump ship from Sniper into my clan. Right. Um, my One of our main guys, Zach, um, he was uh, he was a friend of mine from RuneScape that I used to play with a lot. Homie of mine from RuneScape who got into D2. So we eventually brought, we eventually convinced him, him and his buddies, because uh, they were all my friends as well from RuneScape, yeah. to just jump ship and join from Fortunate and just be a big clan and always get clan engrams and stuff. Right. Well, almost every single one of the people that was in that clan got playing besides Zach, and Zach's been here ever since. Right. Um, so you're kind of keeping it going kind of like a patchwork way of playing and that's not that's usually how it goes it's kind of sounds like it's through word of mouth too which is awesome like that's how it should yeah. be like you kind yeah. of like 
meet people organically and then those people introduce you to other people and then those people end up mm-hmm. staying i mean i always think about this is kind of off topic but think about this way like how weird is it that you meet these random people just random through happen chance like just through just mm-hmm. whenever hair however yep. you meet them and they end up being like really good friends it's stu- yeah, like I mean, if you think about it for a second it's so fucking weird man like it's so I, weird it is for example uh gabe was uh was someone I didn't initially meet first. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was through an original clan that I was in, that me and Gabe were both in, which we eventually left and made for unfortunate for, mm-hmm. was because uh, they uh, weren't very kind to us. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'll do it. A little bit of they, pressure will make you uh, make some diamonds, you know what I'm saying? They, um, yeah. so I, I, I was the first one to join this clan first, by the way, for the record. Uh, and I was really. <laughs> active in it always helping people um well then i you know i met some people in lg and i'm like hey yo you should uh you should join this clan right mm-hmm. and then my some other friends from runescape uh matt mage and uh chris eventually introduced me to gabe mm. uh well they stopped playing gabe still played me and gabe got closer because of that because we were really the only ones still playing right we joined this clan i was just mentioning together and it eventually got to the point where one of the other dudes I invited got admin before me and then said, I'm a prop that Vexen is a problem. And if he talks, uh, he starts oh, no. running his mouth again, he's going to get kicked. Oh, no. There was no Go conversation. There was like literally zero conversation about what I was doing. No, like, right. hey, dude, uh, can you knock it off or anything? No, it was simply just, hey, do it again. You're gone. Which without telling me what I was doing that was wrong. Right. That's so, so stupid, me and Gabe dude. Just said, fuck it. <laughs> We're just gonna make our own clan. That's smart, dude. I mean that's what happens. I mean, you either listen to what the fuck they're saying or like, fuck you, we're out. <laughs> like that's just yeah. how it goes. I think of clans like a like a like a girlfriend. This is gonna be weird, but stay along with me on this one. Like, every girlfriend you get, you either stay with them and marry them or you break up there's only two ways like it doesn't you can't stay girlfriend boyfriend until you're fucking 80 it's not gonna happen like you either marry or you break up there is no in between as far as I can there's probably edge cases okay but that's the majority right a clan is exactly like that either you stay with the clan and you're with them and you got that's is what it is or you say fuck you we're out we're going to somewhere (laughs) we're going somewhere else and you find that you bring the people with you that you like which arguably enough is that other clan where we left and joined made our own for mm-hmm. uh actually where we met our our buddy as which you already know yep uh, as came from me and gabe originally he was our friend from our old clan we were from him gotcha mm-hmm. it's crazy how you guys made like something out of nothing it feels like you know you had this shitty situation it's the other clan but then you're like oh you know what screw these guys we're out of here we're making our own shit. and oh, then yeah. to where it is now i mean you guys have done this clan for two years now and Every time you go into the Discord, it's crazy. There's always there's, org- you guys have organized it very well, but organically, which is cool. It's like it's mm-hmm. hard to do, and especially in a Destiny Two clan, because Destiny Two goes through these droughts of content. So being able to yeah. keep everybody together during that time is the key. That is the hardest thing to do, especially with a game like Destiny Two, because quite honestly, you can only run a raid so many times before you're like, all right, done. You know, you can only. Well, you can only deal with cheaters in PvP until you're like, all right, fuck the Crucible, Maddie. You know what I mean? There's well, so many the thing. things. Yeah. You know, cheaters aren't as rampant 
in like just normal crucible as people think it is. Yeah. I think I've ever only ever run into cheaters in trials. Okay. Well, and oh, that that's hasn't actually... happened for a long time. So I ran a poll and it looks like the, the two biggest things everybody wants to talk about is cheating in crucible and trials. So since we're on that topic, man, let's open the floor with what the fuck de is destiny two? what's going on. Okay. So let's start with trials because last week, what I saw on trials, there's a trials report that came out that said that 11,000 people played trials two trials got flawless and had zero kills. What is happening? Yep. What is going on? Win people trade. found a way to win trade okay so explain what's 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 this the status what has been done by the bungee about it like They're just timing in. the game out essentially right well yeah. so basically how one training works is mm -hmm. you have two separate fire teams that are trying to match each other mm -hmm. and so they use a sort of network manipulation strategy in order to make it so the only possible way is the only possible match you can get is the other team you're matching with Okay. Okay. And once you guys get into that match, you leave. The other one team leaves. Hmm. Okay. So are they like Trials. organizing yeah. this? Like yeah. people who are listening, maybe on the podcast, like Spotify or something. Like what? Where did this come about? Are they using like forums or just like? Are, is there like a Discord? They're using the LG Discord, probably. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. Um. In Although chat, the LG Discord won't let you post. Like, we'll hey, looking for, for wind trading, but they'll mm, they'll yeah. find like looking for flawless cards, and then they'll start DMing each other and be like, "Oh yeah, let's go do it." Yeah, they were saying yeah. in chat, looks like Dave was saying there's yep. a Discord for it too. So it seems like they just yeah. you, that's your style. But it seems weird to me. Like, is it because that the content is too hard and that's really unattainable for the average player, or is it because that the gear is so wanted? I mean, where why so are people doing it? Like, what's the point? Um, it's a little mixture of both because okay. I don't Gabe's experience with trials is probably no offense Gabe, less than mine because yeah. I have gone flawless a fair bit of times this Logan actually would probably be a better choice for this topic mm, yeah. but I digress it's um it's not the fact of that the content's too hard mm. it's that the a average player doesn't like to put in the amount of effort to better themselves at PvP more than they have to yeah right so when they get into trials which is the basic you know <laughs> pinnacle activity of pvp the sweatiest versus the sweatiest right. it's the it's sweat band mcgee central like it is what it is like it's and, you know you get these you know john billy and john billy and jim that did you know casually play every hour like an hour a day right and they're like yo let's go hop in trials and then you get you know shot on by these you know 3.0 KD trial sweat lords. Right. They're just like, well, what's the point of doing this game mode then? Right. So they'd rather um, do a win trade and call it a day. Just be like, well, I'm getting the gear, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that seems weird to me. And that's, I think that's one of my biggest issues with Destiny 2. And we can touch on this a little bit later on is like, I hated the fact that I had to run, like, I'm a PvP guy. That was what I played the most. Like, on even on Destiny 1, like, that's that was what I did. Because I came from Halo. So I came from playing multiplayer. That's what I did. I hated the fact in Destiny 2 that you usually had to run PvE content to get god rolls that would be good for PvP. It never made sense to me that you'd have to run PvP content and get mediocre gear. Like you can get some decent gear, but not like top gear. You know what I'm saying? You had to oh. run other shit, which doesn't make sense to me. 
Well, right. the trial shit, it, again, um, it has incentive for people who want to power grind, which is uh, the Flawless Chest and Seven Winds being a pinnacle drop, which mm -hmm. is after the original powerful set, because there's now, as you don't know, it is a, there is a power cap, and then there is a pinnacle cap, which is 10 after that. Okay. You can hit. And that's to do end game content like Grandmaster Nightfalls, which is uh, forced locked you down to 25 under with a bunch of really brutal modifiers. And you mm. have to go through that and you get a lot of good loot for it. Okay. So again, it, it's, it's a pinnacle. It's a, it's a pinnacle yeah. activity. Yeah. Okay. So that is run. You know, people who care about Night Vaults, who care about GMs and right. also like doing trials. Well, that's two extra pinnacles a week they can go for. Right. Per character. Yeah, that's true. So there's that for them. There's also the fact that currently speaking, um, the armor also rolls very high. Mm. Um, and it's farmable. So, you know, Sweat Lords can run a card over and over and over again and get, you know, weapon roll um armor rolls they can also you know get uh new adept style mods which are new to hmm. uh last season okay and those are better versions of the mods we already have they also have the adapt weapons which when masterwork gain a plus i think two to every stat oh shit. when you masterwork it instead of the only plus 10 to the one stat it rolled for right so yeah that's also yeah it's um like plus 12 in total i think yeah okay so it's definitely worth grinding trials of osiris but there's also a fair amount of cheaters you were saying right there is a fair amount people what has who... the community been doing and saying like what's what's been the blowback about that and has bungie said they're gonna do anything about that um bungie has cracked down a little bit on the cheaters they have added uh sms verification okay to in order to uh for new light for new for free accounts that is okay in order to the only problem is you can do that on three different accounts. Oh. Well, that doesn't really help that much then. <laughs> like, they no. can just make a fourth no. account or something and call it a day, right? Yeah. yeah uh, they've, they've added, you know, you know, you know, they've told us to just report people who we think are cheating and they'll review it. It's a manual review team, just like Bro. Activision. I fucking Active reported plenty of goddamn people. I don't think anything happened to those people whatsoever. <laughs> like, at all. At all. But now you get messages. They've been right now because I think me and Gabe have both gotten messages of saying. Right. Yeah. So they're sending messages so they tell you, hey, this feedback was good or whatever. Yeah, hey, this this person you reported, we found out Honyo, they were uh not playing legit and we've taken action against them. Oh, Thank okay. you for your report. That's nice. It's kinda of what they did in World of Warcraft for a while. They had GMs that would actually tell you like, Hey, thanks for reporting this bot. You know, he, we found him farming and whatever, yeah. Ashenvale or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. That's one um, thing I don't understand is why is why is cheating so rampant? And you said it's actually, a free game. This is okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You said that in Crucible that it wasn't as rampant, but it is very rampant in trial, right? Yes. Okay. And that is because traders can charge people to for them to carry. Okay. You know, yeah, walk around yeah, yeah. infinite heavy, infinite super, you know, they walk around a corner infinite, you know, head, head, you know, headshot the entire team in one bullet, you know? Right, um, right, right, right. You know, they get through, they pay, charge 40 bucks, a, 40 bucks a card 
they get through 15 plus cards before their account's finally banned. Right. And, yeah. you know, they've just, you know, made out with like $2,000 and they only have to pay like $200 to cheat. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, dude. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how profitable it is. And it's crazy that Bungie does nothing about that. I mean, they're they are trying. They first introduced a level limit that you uh -huh. have to be at and a quest you have to complete and mm -hmm. a time amount you have to have on your account before you're allowed to play trials. But cheaters have found out you can just buy old accounts that people no longer play. Hmm. Buy mine. What if they're cheating on mine right now? Because I don't fucking play. What if they're cheating on mine right now? Right now. Like yeah, that's unlucky, buddy. <laughs> that would suck. Gabe, what do you so, think about all this shit, man? Um, it trials is difficult for uh casual players, your less than average players. Um, and that's just because uh, you know, if if there's a certain weapon, you know, or armor piece that you know really high competitive players are searching for through the card let's say it's at three or five wins mm -hmm. you know they're getting to that and then they're resetting their card you know if they or let's say they get a loss on their card they're not going to go flawless so they're going to reset the card and they're always going to be constantly at that bottom level of the card and those players who are just trying to get in there and maybe get the three wins item uh, are running into these highly competitive players and right. it, it's a stomping ground um, yeah. which they have addressed recently which um the problem was that they, they've already changed trials once for its reward system they've you know added the adepts they've uh, changed the token system to not be from com match completions to a buttload of tokens at three five and seven okay. that was the first change they made they also made it so that you don't have to hit three wins to get three win prize they added the bounty they originally had in d1 where you right. just play matches of trials and win rounds and you'll eventually unlock the ability to turn in your tokens, right? Right. That was a Which smart system. Yeah, that's a, that was. I don't know why they didn't have that in the beginning. Like, who I, knows? It makes no sense to me. But the, the the incentive for loot still isn't there. And like Gabe said, you know, people will get a win, will get a loss on a card. Like you know, at like five wins, they'll be like, well, like we can't we can't get flawless anymore. We'll just reset. Hmm. And they have to keep going. So they have decided to make a change to trials where they are trying to find ways to incentivize players to keep on their card they have a lose on mm -hmm. to keep the bottom tier of the pool you know free from sweaty players and make it more worth mm -hmm. to continue a card you have a loss on so they're gonna probably implement some form of skill-based matchmaking uh they they're are talking about it and they're, they're also talking to. about implementing a way for solo players to also get involved that that to me it seems weird and this is kind of counter to it i'm playing devil's advocate on myself because personally i like to be a solo <laughs> player right so i personally like to do that but at the same time if you're in a sweaty lobby and a sweaty playlist doing a pinnacle grind you it's just like a raid like you need other people to play with you like it just you have to have people but i on the flip side right on the other side of that it also breeds a sense of like okay what's your kd okay well how many trials wins do you have how many rounds have you ever played oh you're too low fuck you you're not gonna get in the group so it's like i can see where that like you have the elitism as well i mean because i dude i know it like all right for example like if you look up my if you look up my stuff my stats like they're still pretty good like i think last time i checked i was like still in the top like five thousand or something like that in the world like i played a lot of fucking pvp but right but yeah 
it, but the keyword is though i would have people that would try and join me and i would judge them if they didn't have good enough points it's like i became that elitist because i wanted the wins i just wanted to get these wins and get the hell out you know what i'm saying because it's sweaty i don't want to sit there and sweat for four hours trying to get one piece of gear or two pieces of gear i want to just like get in get my wins get the hell out so you know i can see yeah. where that it makes sense for them to try and add solo players but I think if they go down the road of skill-based matchmaking, that will make things even worse. Do you guys think we'll make it even better or worse? Well, I've, uh, Gabe knows this, I've played a lot of uh, the Elimination Game Mode, which was the, which is the format of what Travis plays in, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, 3v3, every, everyone gets down, or when everyone on the team is down, the round ends. Right. You can revive players, you know? Um and it is was very appalling to me when i played that solo how many players well even skill-based matchmaking how often i would go from being bottom frag because i couldn't keep up with the players i was playing against the mm -hmm. next game top fragging with an 8.0 kd right because of skill-based matchmaking yeah i think um we, go ahead it's just it fluctuates so much because you could have a game where you just pop off right oh, yeah. every all, all of us here at place players you know you know that there's always going to be games where you just everything's hitting you're playing your best you're just going off and you are farming the enemy team yep <laughs> well and if you're in a match with a skill-based matchmaking that next match well you're going against going against players who casually get the same stats you had in that last match right all the time right and you're just going to get run over yeah and then you're back into those lobbies where, again, you're just going to pop off. Right. And it's just a repeating cycle. Which, yeah. uh, COD has that problem currently. Yeah. Zion, so with COD, do you... Is there a lot of skill-based matchmaking that's happening? Or is it mostly in Warzone, or is it in... No, it's everywhere. Cold everywhere? War has okay. Cold War has complete SBMM all the way through it. Oh, shit. If you're in pubs, if you're in League Play, if you're in Warzone... Obviously, there isn't SBMM in Zombies because it's a PvE or right, Outbreak right. because it's PvE. But your casual pubs, everything from hardcore to core, every game type, all that's got SBMM. Shit. Your Warzone has SBMM to keep you. The one with Warzone is they've had it try. They've tried to balance it like eight different times, where they've tried to put it to where it's closest kd sbmm okay so people on par with your kd they're going to try to batch together but if you're the higher end streamers like a tim the Tapman, a nick Merckx, a cloak yeah. c and your kd's like 3.5 for whatever and fucking you run into nothing but cheaters and other high-end streamers like that those lobbies are going to be sweatier than fuck right everybody's gonna be camping rooftops everybody's gonna be holding positions they're gonna be holding buys they're going to be hunting bounties with helicopters and shit but they're just going to be shit out of luck right like um, i don't know if you guys i don't know if you probably know him but i don't know if lev knows him the uh the current number one ranked uh warzone winner or warzone wins across all platforms uh oh. iron yeah uh, he's actually a member of the clan redeem from destiny huh. uh, and he got as top 30 as he was when he started playing warzone and he became rank one and the lobbies i watch him play where he has adapted a playstyle that's so passive hmm. to get his wins is because, you know, like Zion said, everyone camps, everyone waits, everyone hunts, everyone, you know, 
he has to play passively in order to get these wins because, well, if he's going to run out there and try to go unga boonga on these guys to get wins, well, he's just going to get clapped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah, yeah. high tier gameplay is like get one or two kills on drop, wipe a squad, maybe wipe two squads, get your loadout, get a second loadout for ghosts, try to get center zone or at least high ground on the end zone, and then figure out where gas is going to roll to from end zone and then just play the edge. Right. Just catch people as they try to roll in. That's and such a cheesy way of playing, dude. It's just like, okay, that's so how BRs are right now. Apex is the same way. A yeah, lot of people like ranked. to, yeah. A lot of people like to play with their back to the edge of the zone. Like you'll hard rotate, but you'll slow hard rotate. Hmm. I could see that. Uh, so my experience, this is we actually had Yin on the on the on the podcast, kind of explaining a little bit about Halo Five. So the problem with skill based matchmaking is if for example, you want say you're really good at PvP, whatever game it is. Let's take Destiny Two for example. Say you're really good at Destiny Two. Well, if you have skill-based matchmaking on, every fucking lobby you get into is going to be a sweat fest. Are you? What if you just want a night where you want to chill, like you just want to hang out, you just want to goof around, try some weird supers, try some weird guns, like? Oh, you go into pubs. <laughs> that's the problem. What if they had skill-based matchmaking? everything well destiny 2 had that for a very long time it had SBMM across the I'm board doing a podcast. oh i remember it sucked it and sucked. Uh, gabe can attest to this uh gabe's actually been a part of my rise from being you know really shit at pvp to being you know top frag every you know every couple of games or so right so now with the the newest you know the newest uh, stasis subclass they added to you know middle of the pack because i just can't do anything right okay what's okay i'm glad you brought that up what in the fuck is happening with stasis? Like, what is going on? Like, I it's see that. Overtuned, okay. busted, obnoxious. Sweet. Hey, Gabe, how do you feel? Hey, <laughs> Mama Zion, what's up? <laughs> on the podcast. Nice. nice. Gabe, don't how you a, feeling about stasis? Don't be embarrassed, dude. That's it. awesome, dude. I'm if not. my mom was here, I'd put her on the podcast right now. Oh, we'll have her on eventually. Good. <laughs> it's a rare podcast, everybody. You get to see Mama Zion, all right? This is very rare. Mama Yeet. Mama Yeet. That's right. Okay, go ahead, Gabe. Yeah, uh, so Stasis, um, when it came out for uh, last season, it was really, really strong. Um, and in my experience, and I'm sure in Danny's experience, getting frozen is not fun. Um, it's almost always a death. And. The, the, the ways that you can freeze people in Destiny using kits for Warlock and Hunter mm -hmm. um, and Titan respectively all have their own different ways, but they're just really, really easy. And mm -hmm. high-level players are adapting to this, so they're not having as much trouble, you know, in terms of compensation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but then they're taking the same kits, and then they are just excelling with them, and it's just creating mm -hmm. this, this large, you know... Huge scale gap. Yeah, yeah, and now there's this meta now, which is all abilities, you know. And, mm. and some players like to argue gun skill is more important in Destiny, and then also abilities are also important. But I think this time around, stasis and, and abilities are top dog now in the Crucible. Right. So, to I'll break down stasis for you, since you probably haven't seen too much about it. Well, yeah. Uh, let's, um, so. Yeah, with the podcast too, man. You got realize there's probably a lot of people have never played Destiny two. So what? Let's, yeah, yeah. let's let's kind of start back a little bit. Like, what is Stasis? What? What's? Where did it start from? Like, what's going on with everything in Destiny two? Like, maybe it has to do with the storyline, right? Like, what's going on yes, with the story? Yes, okay. Yes, yes. 
Stasis is, um, they finally reached the point where they're introducing uh, the darkness, okay? okay. As, as a overarching antagonist. Mm -hmm. Well, for some reason, darkness is like, hey, you know, we aren't so bad. So we're going to, you know, give you this gift, which is the darkness subclass of stasis. Okay. So it is the a, definitely a power of darkness. Um, it is the, the ability to freeze your target, deal damage to them, stop their mobility, and slow them. Okay. That seems super yep. counterintuitive, though, because wasn't it like four, like, I don't know, two years ago, they increased mobility on everybody? Like, why the fuck would they add a subclass that just stops mobility? It seems so counterintuitive to, like, their ent entire design philosophy. Like, why would because they it do makes it? sense. It makes sense for the the lore of the the subclass. I mean, I get that. I mean, if it's stasis and you're freezing, and I, I I get that. It just seems like they've taken this dynamic shift in their philosophy on movement in the game. Because I remember when Destiny Two first came out, everybody thought Destiny Two was too slow, and they actually came out with a fix where they increase like speed on everybody, right? And then they yes. were zooming, zooming, fucking everyone. Yes, everybody. and then they went. And then, uh... The other one they buffed they buffed like just movement speed in general yeah yeah which then up. they uh then nerfed the amount of uh, jumps you can do during a catapult lift on a titan yeah which then in turn got rid of skating titan yeah. skating entirely i mean you could still do it but not to the degree you used to be able to right so for people uh, who don't then... know at home titan skating when you're playing destiny 2 is you could you can set up macros and a button and when you press that button it set off like a a a, a an ability chain more often allow than you not like, i used to have it bound up on my mouse wheel. i have mine on my mouse too you just literally click a button and it just shoots you forward so like a small jetpack burst and it just flies you forward yeah. it basically reset your catapult lift like five or six times in a second to where it just propelled you forward very quickly yep they then fixed that so you couldn't do it 200 times in a span of two seconds and now it's like down to like two oh, times shit um, Again, so that, that seems like a counterintuitive. The other movement they had that was a big one was the Warlock. Um, the Warline Zero. No, not even Warline Zero. The one in PvP was fucking. Uh, oh, top. Oh, were they remastered? Were they re retuned? Top tree Dawnblade. Oh, Icarus. Somebody in chat said Icarus. Icarus tree. Dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Icarus Dash. Okay, that makes so sense. So that basically, you know how D1 had the um, the what's that Titan chestplate? Twilight Garrison. Yep. Basically, think of that, but as a natural thing on the warlock. Oh shit! <laughs> That's not good. Like motherfucker would just pop super and be across the map. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, you do like the the sword glitch, like get over like uh, the dark below and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you, you skip yeah. bridge that way. That's a yep. most recent yeah. sword glitch I can think of, not Destiny related, is when you were playing through Cyberpunk pre 1.1 because they patched it. Was uh, they had fucking they had a glitch where you could sheath your katana bring it back out and in the process if you went to resheath it as it was pulling it out it would pull your hands out invisible so your sword wouldn't even be there look to the sky and just spam your primary attack and you would just lunge infinitely into the sky <laughs> your dude would be clip through buildings while doing this oh, no. so people would go back into the main story mission uh at kawasaka tower or whatever and you could go get a special katana that you could only get during that mission and more often than not most people missed it so it was just funny as hell watching people do tutorials and like all right now you just spam mouse one as fast as you can even if you gotta like trade hands or trade fingers whatever you gotta do <laughs> you will motherfucker 
I can see you just sitting here like, just like I did. Yin, I was in a call with Yin, I think, when I tried it, or maybe it was I don't remember who it was Yin or uh, Zon, but I remember just laughing my ass off because I was like, dude, my fucking fingers hurt. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing: is like, when we could talk. Actually, we could talk about glitches and stuff like that in a little bit because I feel that's an integral part of every time that Destiny releases one piece of content, the community figures out. How to exploit the shit out of it. I mean, it's been that way since they released their very first raid ever. Yeah. I mean, it's just been that way literally part of the community forever. There's always gonna be a cheese. There's always gonna Luke be a cheese. Menagerie. Yep. It's always, always, always gonna be a cheese. So what I don't get is why don't they just fucking embrace that stuff? Why are they so what do you guys think is happening at Bungie? Why do you think they're so against the community? pulling together like especially recently for example for for everybody who's listening it's been like two weeks we're three weeks now where everybody's figured out you can wear a certain banner or a certain type what what, what the fuck is it called i can't remember whatever emblem mark emblem emblem you can wear a certain emblem and that allows you to get 12 people into a raid right well actually that's unrelated that was to the win trading with trials um it's okay. basically just a joined fire team as someone's launching activity and it pulls everyone in together as two fire teams they're, they haven't fixed that. They are telling people, enjoy it while it's here. Because they're not prioritizing fixing it. Oh, of course they're, they are. Of course they're going to nerf so it. So they are embracing it. No, no, no. So they're embracing their thing it for is, the time. Until they can yeah. fix it, they're like, fuck you, we're done with it. Well, that's the thing. They're not prioritizing fixing it because their only concern is fixing it is when they want to fix it before they release or before they activate Grandmaster Nightfalls. Right. Which is a three man activity, and it would be a complete joke to have 12 people running around in there. So much fun, though. So, the best clip of that entire thing is I watched a 12 man last wish, and they did it the old school way with 12 1Ks, where they just all beamed down the bitch's throat. (laughs) It was bad. But, yeah. But, like, like I said, they're letting people have fun with this. That's why they, it's been updated since, and they haven't patched it. Right. They're letting people have fun with it until GMs are out. Right. Because let's, let's be honest, it doesn't work for Crucible, so it's not that game-breaking. Right. You know, having more people get raid looted at once, not really a big deal, right? Right. You can only get it once a week anyways. Yeah, exactly. Per character. Per character. Yeah, it's not like you can form well, it. Yeah. Didn't they change raids? No, they changed one raid, which for one, after the first initial three clears for every character, for the new Red Deepstone Crypt that came out last season. Mm-hmm. Every subsequent completion out of that allows you to get one item from the chest at the end of the raid. Okay, that's nice. so that's good for Sherpas. That's awesome for Sherpas because yeah. they can just actually want to rerun stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, so it, but that's just for that one raid. Okay, so somebody in chat, and this is actually, let's move on since we're kind of on the topic of loot. Uh, what's going on with sunsetting? Like, what was sunsetting, and why is it being taken out now? Like, let's, I want to hear both your opinions on this. Like, what's going on with that? Okay, so sunsetting was Bungie's way of phasing out content uh, on, like, I guess a season by season basis. So that way they were able to bring in new powerful things. So they could introduce a powerful, crazy weapon like the Recluse, and you could play with that for a year. Um, and then, as 28,000 you know, kills later. Yeah, 28,000 kills later, right. and it gets sunset, and you have to either vault it or shard it. Um, they would come out with another powerful thing. So they could introduce cool, crazy things into the sandbox, 
while not having to worry about it forever, like affecting content, you know, down the line for permanently. Yeah. Like that. Okay. So which is basically this came down to they they they're time gating the content the gear that you can have during a time period and then they're taking it away and then maybe to reintroduce it later on is that the concept sort of yeah they with the exception of exotics they aren't sunsetting any exotics yeah okay. exotics are exempt or or, or, or is it time gated and then they're gone like they're just like recluse is like good for a while and then it's like gone well re yeah they Part of it was breaking up the monotony of Recluse, Mountaintop, and was it Anarchy? Anarchy. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Because Anarchy is still broken. Which, let's be real here. Me and Gabe can probably attest to this. Zion can probably attest to it as well. When Mountaintop and Recluse were a thing, did we use anything else? Oh, I was there. Trust me, I didn't use shit Kind of, like... <laughs> PvP kit, you would use other stuff because if you like to ape or yeah. if you like to snipe. Well, PvP obviously, but for PvE, was there any other combo that beat that out? Nope, 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 nope. No. No. And then at the same time, they had rocket launchers with cluster bombs for the raid. So if you had well, those three on. things, there it was, was one. Over. That was I think two seasons. I remember and then they like them. one. There was one like sub patch where that stupid ass linear fusion rifle actually had more DPS than mountaintop. Uh, the exotic one. I don't remember. Yes. I know there what you're talking one, about. There was one like, uh, shit, it was the Christmas event. There was one like three week period during that event where like that thing was just fucking stupid. Yes. Who was that one called? Yeah, Kellos. Arbalest. Oh, I uh, Kellos. Sleeper Simulate. Oh, that was the sleeper shotgun. Simulate. That was a, a sleeper stimulant. That's right. Yeah, that was right. Because they, they increased the bounces, right? Or something like that. Increase the bounce damage. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then they promptly nerfed that. Yeah. Um, Basically, uh, they have tried to balance balance things wrong, in my opinion. Gabe can probably agree to this. Where okay. they they nerf a generic, they nerf the general weapon type over the over an outlier or two of that weapon. weapon type. Yeah. Right. Like recently, for example, um, there's a sword called Falling Guillotine, which was broken, disgustingly good. Uh -huh. Really fucking good. That was the let it rip sword. Yeah, oh, it's the Beyblade sword. Yep. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got and it. And then the next season after that, they introduced a sword called, uh, an exotic sword called the Lament, which was an anti-barrier sword, which is supposed to man uh, battle, uh, you know, shields, champions. yeah, anti-barrier champions, you know, makes it so you can, you know, be up close to them without having to sit far away from these champions and take them out. Mm -hmm. Well... Um, those two swords were pretty much the only swords people were running. So, Bungie nerfed sword damage by 15% overall. Jesus Not Christ. Those two specifically, <laughs> the entire weapon type of swords. Oh my god. Like, why Which, do they do with... that? Like, I get, okay, I don't understand. Okay, alright, how long has B Destiny been out? Like, six years, seven years? Something 2016? Like, that? like Destiny, okay, 2016, okay. Every fucking season, every expansion they've ever made always has a meta. Yet, they are so stuck on trying to get that meta broken down to have equality in their game. The problem is, and I've said this from the fucking beginning, since I've played this game, since I've talked to people, they suck at balancing. They suck at it. They've been terrible at it. They're still bad at it. I don't understand why they don't just let it be the meta and then 
Like, I actually, you know what? I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. I think sunsetting's a great idea. If they want to change the fucking meta, introduce new guns. These are the guns that you use. We've tested them. There's gonna be a meta. We know it. But guess but what? But then the issue with months, the new guns... We got a new thing. We're good. The issue, issue with the new guns is having another asshole fucking... What's the gambit pistol that came out that everybody's been trying dollar. to for? That's yeah. fucking like... It's like a negative 0.8% chance to pull the motherfucker. Jesus. Literally it's only uh, obtainable from Gambit match completions. Yeah. Yeah. And I was watching uh, Hush did a video on it in a tweet and was like, dude, I just spent two weeks trying to grind for bottom dollar and did not get two. He got two in two weeks Ooh. of playing the fucking game. Thanks. Right, right. But that's another thing. Did he disclose how many hours he put into that game farming? Because you could say he spent two weeks farming it and only did like two hours of Gambit a day. Right. But here's the thing, okay, let me play Devil's Advocate for that. Can you, do you agree that the majority of people who play Destiny are casual? Yes. Especially because it's a free-to-play game, so there's probably a lot of people who are just playing here and there, right? Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, if you have an increasingly low drop chance, and let's say a game at match takes, what, 12 minutes on average? Maybe less if you're, like, rolling through it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you only have one or two hours a day to play, I might not even go for that weapon. I might just call it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, Especially if, if I'm got, a PvP player, I'm not going to do that. The argue, argument that I was hearing and like seeing on Twitter a while back was they'd almost be better off since they have such these big pools of like the Gambit guns or the Trials guns, which right. are like all the flawless cards and everything, but more so like Gambit and just general Crucible content where end of match you get like this drop this drop or this drop well in gambit there's like what six of them right now there is no there is three three so you get bottom dollar what else bottom dollar uh a new fusion level just came out and then the crowd pleaser uh grenade launcher okay, okay so you have one in three chance of getting one of those three guns and say you want a bottom dollar but say you want a bottom dollar with everything in its own code that you can get for range so like Fucking range masterwork. What's it roll on it? Like snapshot and um, I don't know what it rolls on it personally, but say you want to get a god roll. That means you how have like a fucking infinitesimally smaller chance of getting the specific roll you want. You I mean, HUD. I mean that was the same thing with uh, spare rations. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. So here's I'm gonna I'm gonna say something I've said before in a podcast. I know I'm about to get fucking steamrolled by chat okay <laughs> i think that destiny needs some fucking static rolls for pv okay i think this is if i was a bungee dev all right let me just let me put it this way let's say i have a magic wand here's my magic wand my little pen magic wand if i could wave the magic wand right i think destiny 2 and destiny pvp static rolls only same abilities pve should be like sandbox let it let it rip baby like just have all the random roles you want try and make the most crazy crazy characters you got right just like fucking max out intellect and just let supers fly all over the place be space magician but in pvp if they ever wanted to be truly competitive they need to have static roles and then they can balance that shit like i don't understand why they keep having this they just keep butting their heads every season I, that's partly the reason I got out of Destiny 2 is because I got so tired of farming for a weapon in PvE, 
finally getting a decent role. Not even good, just decent role. Playing right. it for a bit, it either gets nerfed or a new season comes out and restart. I got so I just wanted to play people, but I got tired of getting one shot by God rolls. And I wasn't willing to put in the time. This is not on Bungie. I get this. Like, but if I'm a casual player, and this kind of rolls back to what I was saying, if I'm a casual player, what chance do I have as a casual person to play somebody else that I know I have more skill than because I can see it on the stats, but they have a god roll and I'm fucked. So, I mean, it's so frustrating for a PvP person. So I, I understand why people are upset about the cheaters that upset me too. And I understand, but what people should be like really angry about is the fact that there are no static roles in PvP. The best, almost, this is again going, I'm gonna get fucking noosed for this, okay? The best PvP season was season one, when all the guns were static. There was a meta, but it became down to ability use, skill, and holding those positions. That's how, that's how it should be. That's how it is in Valorant. That's how it is in CSGO. That's how it is in competitive Halo. That And by the way, for people who forgot, Bungie created Halo, okay? So they know what they're doing. I just don't understand why they're not doing this <laughs> in Destiny. It's like they've forgotten it or something. Like, do you guys agree? Do you think there should be static roles at all? Oh yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, I think it would be really cool for them to bring back um, uh, Crucible what was it, Quartermaster. <laughs> Um, who mm. had like static role PvP guns? You know that could be their PvP weapons that you bring into PvP and like a pick a kit. Those. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, right? Or oh, here's okay, Lady Brave in chat. She's she's an awesome shout out to Lady Brave. All right, she's an awesome. She's we've had her on the podcast and she's an awesome Destiny Two artist. But she said uh, static roles would 100% fix the issue. But I know everybody would be against it and argue that they work so hard for these roles and now they can't use them. That. As well as it would, yeah, again, like she said, it would take away the feeling of being an MMO. The problem is, is the game like Destiny 2, it is what they want, an MMO RPG. Mm -hmm. They want people to feel like they invested their time and it was worth their time. Right. You invest, you create static rolled weapons again. Well, they get that weapon. Well, now you have nothing else to, I get, they get all the static weapons. Well, now we have nothing else to grind for. Right. Well, that's, so that's where my, like, this, again, if I was the game dev, I would say, look, for example, like, all right, they have that playlist that allows you to use your super a ton, right? Use as many grenades as you want and all, like, just go crazy, right? Yep. So they made that playlist. So what happens if I, if I make, say I have a, I have a sniper rifle, a pulse rifle, and a rocket launcher. Well, I could have the coolest looking rocket launcher with the best stats, but the second I click PVP, it's just static, period. It doesn't mean that's not static outside. Like, PVE, go crazy. Throw as many fucking grenades as you want. Super the boss until they're or literally smithereens. Like, it doesn't matter. The other option to weigh it would have to be to, like, make everything power-oriented. Ruby, off. And in PVP, limit everybody to a set power. Like what do you mean? But like, even like, then, like your power, roles, like like they're like twelve. Like your light. Yeah, everybody's twelve hundred. So light. everybody's stock at twelve hundred or twelve fifty. Everybody's roles are now brought or brought up to twelve fifty. So it's skill. But balance. there's only but the same issue. Your roles would still affect it. So some people would have 
range master work or some people would have handling master work for snipers so they zoom scope faster or just like yeah it well here's here's what i was thinking and this is this is dead this well, is the gonna, issue with PvP oh, yeah. is uh -huh. level advantage is only enabled in two different playlists. Iron, Iron Banner, Banner and Trials. And trials. Yeah. So level advantage means absolutely nothing outside of Trials and Iron Banner. Right. So enabling that would be kind of pointless in, in development time, that is. Because since it's not affecting, you know, control, clash, mayhem anyway, why implement it in those in those play fields so what i was thinking to play devil's advocate to that what if instead of just having static rolls on weapons what if you just like all right like league of legend you choose your legend that legend has these abilities and then how you play them is how you win right well destiny 2 has all of these classes and now a new subclass so each character has four classes they can use technically right is that correct yeah yeah four classes so let's say I go into, let's just do a run through here. A little mental experiment. Let's say I wanted to play a Striker Titan. I would go into this, just make it a playlist. Not even all of PvP, just make it a playlist. You choose, I will play Striker Titan. Striker Titan comes out with this loadout, shotgun ape style. So it's gonna be a shotgun, uh, auto rifle, and uh, whatever, a rocket launcher. Sure, shotgun ape, cool. That loadout is what you're going to get. You're going to get these guns with these abilities, and that's what you play. You can change your character mid-match if you want, but that's what you're going to play until you change it. And that would fix so much of the competitive side of Destiny's gripes because the balancing has never been correct. And people who are online right now saying that it can be fixed are wrong. They're just wrong. Because regardless of what they fix, if it's like it's like you're spinning a bunch of plates. You spin one plate too fast, this one slows down. You start spinning this plate up, now this one slows down. And you just keep doing that. They fix one thing and they're out of balancing another thing. They just If they make it static across the board and they just let people choose what class they wanted to play. Or if you're under Warlock, you get these three classes. These three classes come out with these guns. And these stats, like this one's higher intellect, this one's higher movement, this one's, you know what I'm saying? Like this one's has more grenades, like, but they come yeah. with their static shit. Like that would fix so much of the problems. And I can guarantee you that trials would be a whole different ball game. If like, imagine going into trials, your light still counted. So if you were higher light, which you've grinded for, that still counts. But you are a night stalker, hunter with a sniper and a hand cannon and you have these abilities and this much intellect and you gotta make it work you know here's your map go for it like it would be so much more of a like i don't know the best way to put it it would just be better it'd just be better <laughs> am i do you guys agree am i crazy here the only problem with that is that bungie really wants to make pve and pvp a fluid interchangeable experience which mm -hmm. is why they kind of tend to over tune things is because they tune it for PVP and then it sucks ass in PVE. Yes. Um, yeah. So I like uh new moves here proposal, make all weapons have all rules available. We really need mm. to learn. We really need to be able to earn uh, the weapon rules that we want. We need Ooh. a fixed tangible way because the problem that's been plaguing this game 
since its inception is RNG. We've had to roll the dice on so many things. The chance to get that bottom dollar at the end of the Gambit match, the chance to get the perks that you want, the barrel, the masterwork, all of that has been multiple dice rolls. Mm. And that's the problem. That's why we have so many exploits in the game. It's because players want to know the best way to invest their time. Yeah, you're right about that. For example, yeah. For example, like Gabe knows this, um, my last hope that I wanted to get, the revamped last, last hope, I wanted a Feeding Frenzy uh, Rampage roll. Because okay. it was, Gabe knows, disgustingly good for PvE. It was very strong. Well, it released in Season of the Dawn. Mm -hmm. I didn't get one that what with the role I wanted until Season of Arrivals two seasons later. Jesus. Just for it to sunset two seasons after that. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. I have a similar story. I, I'm known in my clan for loving the bows in the game and i was chasing a specific bow with a specific role just for pvp um because i really wanted a fast draw time um and going with archer's tempo where if i get that headshot on the first peak that i can draw back even faster the next times so that uh, way they're not ready for like legolas out there oh yeah and i again just like danny i did not get that role um until it was about to be sunset later on that's oh. just because there was no mainstream way to get it like menagerie had been released but there was not a single bow in menagerie let alone right. the one that i want and it was just difficult to get because of rng i think i have a very similar story but this is from destiny one i was trying to every week on three different characters run uh vault of glass to get the vex mythoclast for hard mode and i finally got it and they nerfed it. This is back then where it would basically like two tapping people in the crucible. And then I got it. And then literally a week and a half later, it got nerfed. I was like, really? It took me um, three months to get this. <laughs> yeah. Now it's gone. Like it was worthless. And it was worthless in PVE and PVP. Like, great. I spent three months, three characters every single week religiously trying to get that weapon. I finally get it. And I have a week and a half before you destroy it. Sweet. Thanks. Like, yeah, I mean, weapons sure. now aren't really the problem anymore. It's more of the stasis spam, but. Right. That's a whole. So you have a weapon issue, but you now think that. So do you think that abilities in. Is this also true in PVE? Is like, uh, are abilities like the king? No. Okay. I wouldn't say so. No. It's mostly uh, PVP. And I think. Um. Stasis lends itself really well in PvE, um, and so that's why like nerfing it or, or tuning it rather um, is always like a touchy subject because people are like, no, don't do that. We like it in PvE, but we don't like it in PvP. Right. Um, so I want to break down stasis for you, okay? Because just so you can fully understand like why it's such a problem in PvP, but not in PvE. Okay. Uh, Revenant Hunter, your super is. A blade that you throw freezes the target and or kills on impact, depending. And then the second blade you throw creates a tornado that, you know, moves around the map and freezes and damages enemies, okay? Okay. That's fine. The super's fine. The neutral game. You get a, a glacier, glacier grenade. You throw that down, it creates a giant barricaded thing. Well, now you have fragments and, uh, what is the other thing called, Gabe? Aspects aspects which you can you know change out the way your your stasis uh stasis stuff works right okay there's a fragment called shatter dive 
for a long time before it was nerfed, Puncher would throw that Glacier Nade down, immediately activate their their Shatter Dive aspect, mm -hmm. boom, instant triple kill. Oh, Jesus. From, like, at least 10 <laughs> meters away. Oh, Jesus. It was like um, the Dawnblade's ability to immediately drop down to the ground and get a burst of healing. Um, oh. So a hunter can jump up in the air and activate this ability, and it would the, the idea is to smash any crystals or anything frozen on the field. So you could use oh. it with a blazer grenade where it sets up crystals. And if anything's near those crystals, you it just dies. Oh. And the explosion of those crystals actually kills everything. And then there is an uh, aspect which increases shatter damage. Oh, yeah. God. The, the so, range at which it would start damage and the actual damage per crystal. It was insane. Oh, no. So, so you basically, you would you would throw that down, you'd shatter dive, and if they were within a 15-meter radius around that glacier, they were dead. So you basically just want to stack discipline to try and get that grenade back as fast as you possibly could to keep doing that. Basically. Oh, yep. God. Yeah. Oh, God. That's just its grenade and aspect and fragment combability, okay? Right. It has uh, two shurikens, which fl uh, which one, the first one slows, the second one freezes. Mm -hmm. But they also do damage. They also, once they hit a wall, ricochet track. You said track? Yes. Like track track? Like they after you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like the predator? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, so uh, you... So no, you throw your frisbee and it would track players like that. So basically what it but uh and actually a guy used against me the other day in trials was he ran Oathkeeper's bow, headshot me with layman arc, and then throw his then had a hundred strength to get his uh his melee back faster, throw a shuriken and hit the wall next to me and bounce and chop my head off. I couldn't I wasn't safe from if I pushed him I get bowed. If I didn't push him I got shuriken ricocheted. What? I, I could there was no counter to it at all and so, now there is um i think another aspect or fragment that when they dodge it creates a slowing field around itself right i believe so yeah wait wait yeah, that's just, so, uh, they, so that's just hunter that's, that's just hunter, hunter. there's else? also another game called dust field which would you throw it it yoinks you from an omnidirectional i think at least 10 meter radius into it yeah, think of a vortex grenade, like from your void subclasses. Yeah. It, you set it down, right? Um, but uh, if you're inside of it, it actually kind of like starts freezing. You get stacks of. It slows and freezes you. Yeah. What? And the thing is, even if you're outside, you. it yeah. pulls you to it. If you're outside of that radius, it'll still like pull you towards the grenade. Oh. What? So, yeah, that's just two nades and the entirety of the Hunter subclass. Warlocks, it got really nerfed very early on. So it's now it's kind of okay in PvP. It's not uh -huh. as horrifying. Oh, I hear there's a there's a be. problem with them right now. Everybody's going back to the the everybody's. I keep seeing on Twitter at least everybody's yeah, asking for the nerf for out. Yeah, for outreach. Was it was it called outreach? Chaos reach. Chaos reach. Yeah, chaos that's reach. the one. Chaos, yeah, chaos reach. We'll talk about chaos reach coming okay. up after we talk about. Chain See, that Binder, was my is... favorite class to run when it first came out. Was outreach with those boots that allowed you to keep getting your charge back fast. That was the shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I was running thing. that from like back when Forsaken first came out. I was like, this is awesome. Like I can just get my super yeah. back all the time. Like this is great. Yes, and now now it's strong, extremely strong. And we'll talk about how people have been playing it lately. Okay. Because it's really obnoxious, and Gabe can also attest to this. 
Yeah. Because he's probably faced a couple in comp last night and he wasn't happy. <laughs> I did. I ran into a triple stack and uh, they were abusing the ability to cancel their super early after using it so that mm -hmm. way they could save super energy. Right. Yeah. So they, you know, they basically solo pop it on you, cancel it after, keep like 40% of their super, and then camp in the back of the map and wait for their intellect to get, wait for their super bar to get high enough where they can just start recharging start, it real fast. Yeah, start running. Yeah. That's broken. I mean, it's a broken it's a it's i can see how three hunters doing that would or excuse me three three warlocks doing that would suck but it's not it's no different than three defender titans bubbling you know consistently I mean, no like, it breaks no no chaos Ridge breaks through a bubble it also oh, goes shit. through walls if it touches your tiny little pixel of your model as it goes around the corner you're dead oh so they buffed it I don't know if it's a recent change that they did, but uh, they definitely did something to it where, like, if you're behind a wall or a piece of cover mm -hmm. and Chaos Reach is hitting that piece of cover, it still clips through and kills you. So it everybody's getting Kameha Mayhad, basically. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but. So, why well, is every. So, after everything we've talked about, why the fuck is anybody still playing Destiny 2? Habit. Time habit. commitment. Time commitment? So, like, an MMO, you guys are just like two in, just you're in? Definitely. I mean, well, let's let's start with okay, Gabe. Why are you playing Destiny? What's going on? What, what brings you back? I'm playing Destiny. I'm, I'm a social gamer. I, I like playing with my friends. I like playing with uh, Vexen and all my all my buddies. So whenever they need to do something, you know, like hey, I want I need help running. Uh, the other night, the boys did a four man gambit farm, and we're just clowning on people. Yeah, right? like. None of us like Gambit, but together we're like, you know, we'll we'll just bang out a couple games, see if we can get a bottom dollar. And right. That's what I did. So for me, it's it's playing with people. Um, also, you know, just like I like building up my power level. I like to do the Grandmaster Nightfalls. I had a lot of fun. Um, uh, the particular clanmate, uh, we would we would run those to get the Conqueror title. Right. And I was really Shout proud out of Robin. That. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. Um, and we would run that and at first when i saw grandmasters it wasn't my thing just looking at it but then playing it i was like wow this is really challenging mm -hmm. i really gotta think um and just doing it a lot uh, and getting the conquer title I was like wow that's great so now that uh conquer is coming back as a form of a gilded title where you can re-earn it mm -hmm. um i want to build my power level up so that way i can i can do that right okay so you're, you're in it for kind of the challenge and the sociability absolutely right right okay vex why you why are you playing for the most part i'm a gabe my friends right um it's you know it's been one of those things where i you know put a lot of time into it i've enjoyed playing it like i said earlier in this in this podcast if i don't enjoy playing it i just just stop playing it gabe can attest to that where i've you know gone two three weeks without touching destiny once Right. Haven't even loaded it up. Haven't been in Discord because I just didn't feel like playing Destiny at the time, and I was, you know, playing other games. I just, you know, sometimes I just feel like I want to play Destiny. And right now, as this camp is current season, it has brought in so many good weapons that I'm just gunning for, and I right. want. It and just, that's what brought me back this season. This game, I will give Bungie credit where credit is due. This game. I never played more frustrating yet also socially fun game because I don't know a single Destiny player that doesn't have their gripes and doesn't like certain aspects of the game but still continue to play it consistently. Like 
And I was in that loop for a very, very long time until I just hit a limit where I was like, I am done. I need to get out of this loop because it just, it became, it became toxic to me. It became this thing where I was like, why am I, every time I get on, I'm fucking mad about something. Like, why is that? And yet, but it was also social. Like I liked doing the raids. I liked hanging out. I liked getting into six versus six control map and just owning everybody. And just, you know, like it had these fun fantastic i guess what they call power fantasy moments right oh, yeah. you have oh, yeah. those moments in the game where it's like oh that's awesome oh, but then you have these moments of just pure frustration and it's just like ultimately for me that frustration became it was like a balance like it used to be more fun than frustrating and then once that frustration started taking over i was like i'm out i'm, I'm done all i'm doing is focusing on how bad things are you know, yeah. rather than the fun aspects of what it is. Zion, why'd you stop playing, man? Partly sunsetting and partly I just got burnt. Like my main draw to the game again was PvP and I wasn't enjoying the state of the game where it was at because I was either getting mountaintop spammed or there was fusions were nuts, a lot of ape mind benders were nuts with the slide shot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed the game, put 2,000 hours into it between Bungie and, or Battle.net and Steam. And my only gripe to go back to it would be if I was going to go back and hit Legend for the third time because I never got unbroken. Uh, that would be my like one reason to go back. Yeah. But having to relearn with Stasis, with all of the new kit that you have to use, not having any of the proper roles, not having any of the proper abilities without playing through probably tens of hours of story time to get through yeah. everything unlocked and then get all the uh, trees unlocked for each perk. I don't know. I would get back into it. I just, I've got other stuff I need to time sink into and I need to take care of myself first more so than anything because I work a full-time job. Yeah. Well, I think it's okay for gamers that want to just get on and just be casual and just hang out and just play like a game where they don't have to like if they want to, they can like get more competitive or can't like for you, like do more grandmaster stuff or do raid or stuff like that. But I think Destiny has this problem of over casualizing some things and then over doing it on others like. Like, I like Nightfalls, but a Grandmaster Nightfall sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it, it was. It but, my God. Dude, but it's like, <laughs> I get the same feeling from Grandmasters that I got beating a Dark Souls boss. Mm, okay, where, I understand that. Where eventually, when you executed everything perfectly, and you got it done, and you got that completion, it felt real good. Right. Oh, yeah. And it also yes. and also the fact that it's, you know, a really good way to farm end game enhancement materials. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And I get so that makes a lot of sense to me. I I played every Dark Souls out there basically and and Bloodborne. And I love that and I know like you grind and you grind and you grind and you practice and you practice and you practice and you finally get the boss. You're like Arr! like it's just like this super hype moment and those are always fun. Especially like for example, I used to play World of Warcraft and when I played World of, World of, World of Warcraft um, you know when you do like a heroic raid or a mythic raid and you finally everything aligns perfectly and you finally get that boss down it's such a good feeling but it's 
that amount of frustration leading up to it it's like do you really want to push past that frustration and keep going or are you just okay with not doing it and i think that's what happened with destiny 2 is like i was on that hamster wheel for like four to five years like with between destiny 1 to whenever i stopped playing destiny 2 i was on that hamster wheel for a very long time and i was like you know what i just what am i doing like there's other games out there like there's other things to do there's other games that i felt like that were more worth my time um and i haven't gone back and now that i'm out of it it's weird now that i've stopped playing destiny 2 like i don't even think about it it's it's a good game like we're talking about it obviously you're on a podcast talking about destiny 2 and i still i still follow the progress of the game because i like i think bungie has a great idea i just think it's they still have not nailed down to like to me they haven't nailed down what the hell they're doing with destiny it's been these it's like a it's like a slow moving train wreck or something like i can't take my eyes off of it i don't yeah. know what well, to say, it's you know? like they've, they've had a, a lot of ups and downs especially when they made the really ballsy move to entirely split from activision yeah which true. that took a massive hit on their resources they had access to giant their, balls bungie giant yeah you know it took it that took a massive hit to their uh their resources they had available to them to make content when people kept right. complaining well why isn't we getting you know as much as people hate curse of osiris and uh warmind forsaken you know another seasons prior to uh shadow keep you know right they had three other studios helping with each and every one of those projects oh uh -huh, that makes sense and now that it's you know shadow keep and beyond it's been bungie themselves working on what they have and in my opinion i don't think they had the money to buy themselves out of activision originally mm. i think they made that choice and since shadow since you know season of opulence they've been slowly paying out that dividend that they owe activision oh i like juicy gossip tell me the gossip why do you think that well because just the lack of content we've had yeah, but okay, like, Devil's Advocate, Destiny has always had lack of content, even when they were by themselves, like during Destiny 1. Even they were with Activision, they still had six to eight months worth of dry content before they release something new. That's not new to them whatsoever. Right. But I think it's, I think a lot of, and a lot of the problem is that a lot of the, the people who played the game have grown up. Hmm. Ooh. You brought up a really good point right there. <laughs> the game is old. People who used to play when they're in their teens are 20, 25. You know, like they're older. This is what it they're is. They're older now. They, you know, have lives. They go to school. They work. Hmm. They don't have time to put in to a game like Destiny anymore and farm out all these things like they used to back when D1 first came out and Fair all that and this stuff. But then there came the problem when they tried Activision tried to rectify that by just telling them, hey, listen, all that random rolled bullcrap you guys are doing weapons, uh, knock that out. Stop doing that. Huh. Because we want more people to play our game and feel like they're, they're, they're playing the game and their time was worth it. So they introduced static rolls for every single gun. Right. Well, then they shortly found out that got real stale very quickly. Really fast. Unless you play PvP. Yeah which exactly which is you know it, the pve part of the game went really stale very fast when yeah. every gun when you got a gun you knew what it was 
you knew what it had, and you were just like, oh, no, well, that's legendary shards. Yep. Oh, well, that's legendary shards. Oh, that's legendary shards. Yep. Hard Static one, legendary shards. They were good weapons, and they were intrinsically bad, which meant that part of the game's content was just not worth playing, which right. then shortened your, you know, your time which, that you think into it. Which then bothered people, so they dropped the game at that point, because mm -hmm. they said it didn't feel like Destiny anymore. You know, Forsaken came back, resurgence of players coming back because all the new, you know, guns had random rolls again. Armor had random rolls again. Right. You know, you know, gear was gear was meaningful again, right? Right. Well, and then you know, a couple seasons, then the next season after that, Mountaintop comes out. Well, what does Mountaintop do? Well, it's the best damage boss dealing, damage dealing weapon in the game. Oh, it's the best ad clear weapon in the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. then the season after that, Recluse comes out. Well, now you have the be single best had clear weapon in the game that just shits on everything. Yeah. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah. Then every content and every single weapon they tried to release after that didn't feel as powerful anymore because power creep. Well, they. Okay, so they also have had that though. For every expansion they've ever had, they've had those. I guess is what I was saying earlier in the podcast. Like they've always had a balancing problem. Like right. Vex yeah. the class, and then after that, it was you couldn't even get into Dark Below content. You couldn't clear Crota if you didn't have Gallarhorn. Like people would not fucking invite you. <laughs> like period. I mean, people like, were doing that with Atheon prior. I think like, yeah. I know, like, I, but you know here. what I'm saying. Like you're kind of yeah. everything. House of Wolves. You better had X gun, or you better had X setup, or you know, like every. I think Destiny deals with this balancing issue and it bleeds into every aspect. And I agree. I think that static rolls are ass for PvE. Static armor is ass for PvE. It is 100% because I remember running the raid a few times when, uh, what was the first raid on Destiny 2? Leviathan. That? Leviathan. I remember I ran it a couple times. I got everything I wanted. I was like, peace. I'm done. Like, you know, yep. fuck this raid. Like, and that was it because unlike running atheon or dark below or house of wolves or like all the stuff prior to or siva like running all that stuff before um you ran it because you wanted to try and get some cool ass gear and you wanted to have your full set and everything but after that you kind of ran out of stuff to do but with random rolls it gives you a reason to come back here's a flip side okay we and and gabe you hit on this earlier and zion me and you have talked about this before I think they swung the pendulum way too far. So I think random rolls are great. But Gabe, you said this earlier. Random rolls on top of random drops, on top of not having the ability to buy rolls that you want, on top of some rolls being time gated, on top of some rolls only being available once a week, or whenever they announce it, or if it's not being sunset, like They've added yep. too many systems now where it's fucking swung wildly the other way, where you're having infinitesimally small chance of getting one gun that you like that has a decent role. And now it's like, okay, what do casuals do? It's like they've taken... I think Activision was kind of right on that that point they made the game free to play which is great to try it but and not only having yeah. all of these roles and whatnot but then you have to supplement them with the golf ball system with the having to run gm and nightfalls and all that other stuff just to get the unlocks to be able to put stuff to like 10 or 5 or whatever the cap is right when they were going through now ghosts are moddable like what 
the fuck? Yeah. Like, there's right. so much different shit. Like, yeah, people were stacking. I remember, like, leading into Forsaken and then leading into the one with Corridors of Time right before I stopped. You'd have planetary materials and resources and glimmer capped and not have a way to use them. And I, I like, it's a good thing that they had stuff fleshed out now enough that you need to be able to sink all of those resources in. But anybody that plays enough is still just going to have heaps of all of that stuff. Right. Which is what um my friend uh, Isaac does. CCG is another Destiny uh, streamer. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to him. He um made a way for him to you know keep farming out this Grandmaster Nightfalls, Master Nightfalls, which give all this gear. He would just you know vault good exotics dismantle them and if he got too much golf balls he would master work a piece of gear or a piece of exotic mm -hmm. he used three three ascendant three golf balls doing it but you'd get uh two back we dismantled mm -hmm. it so he just keep doing that yeah so he would just master work like an aeon swift or something shove it in the vault and then he can stack them up without leaving them in his postmaster oh yeah that makes sense no, but it just seems like those are people that probably... Does he play a lot, I take it? Oh, yeah. He streams yeah. it every day. Yeah, so he plays it every day. So for somebody like him, it's not he's going to get those, especially if he's running high-level content. I think the majority of Destiny players, though, are people not in a clan who play solo, who run story missions, play some Crucible here and there. They don't do raids. They barely do Nightfalls unless they... You know, they're not finding groups. I think a lot of people don't find groups. I mean... I just, you know, like, for example, I don't understand. Does Grandmaster have any matchmaking? No. No, no you do not want to matchmake that activity. Oh, I agree, but also disagree. So. No, no, trust me I, on this. <laughs> you do not want to matchmake an activity where you are capped at 25 under the recommended power. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, so, you like, are the max power, like, like this season, it's 1310 base, right? Okay. And let's say um, Grandmaster is 1330. It's going to, like, uh, lower. Grandmaster through, 1350. Like, it's 1350. So no matter what you, like, get to, like, if you're at 1310 and you get, let's say, 20 plus on the artifact, you're still mm -hmm. going to be 20 under. Oh, I got you. Okay, so it's, they're, so, they're, they're yeah. making it hard for me. Yes. yes. They're so basically it. making it so you're doing a day one raid uh, every time you play that activity. I got it. Okay, that makes sense now. So, On top with modifiers. Yeah. Well, I to mean, make it harder. so I think this is another reason thing that Bungie fucked up on a little bit. They didn't they didn't have an in-game matchmaking or an in-game system to find people easily. Like it all happened through the community. Like community made discords or they had like on bungee net they had the group finder thing whatever right but they never had anything in game whereas games have done this well like world of warcraft like no do you really want to pug uh, a mythic raid no but it's also very fucking hard to get 40 people to coordinate at the same time so you're gonna have to get some pugs and hope they have enough gear score and clears yeah. to make it work right buddy of mine was that I work with was telling me that uh, they just got their mythic four out of the ten. Right. Like, and they've been doing the fourth one for like a month, and he finally got onto. They had a twenty-five man team with like eight fucking 
subs it's just, in case anybody called out or had to have a fill. It's tough, man. And those are top tiering. Like if you're in a mythic raiding guild, it's a top tier guild. You better make those times and you're going to have lots of clears from normal heroic into mythic. And to push the mythic, you're going to have to have your shit together and everybody's going to have to coordinate. But sometimes you have to poke, right? And I guess what I'm getting at is World of Warcraft and Blizzard, they created a system so that way you could find people in game. You can still post that you need players, but they had a system that automatically allowed that. Bungie's like, good luck. Go to the Discord. Go offline. Like, figure it out. Like, find somebody. Well, a lot of people don't want to just, like, jump in, especially the trials. Like, finding a trials team is like, all right, send me your trials report. What have you, what have you done? You got a 1.3 KD, get the fuck out of here. Like, nobody wants to be judged if they're just trying to play socially. You know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of, and a lot yeah. of the problem, you know, it comes with the fact that, like, you, like the point you made before, the, a lot of the people who play this game are casual, right? Right. With the introduction of these Nightfalls, the Nightfall ordeals, which include uh, champion based enemies, huh? well, you need a specific loadouts, specific mods in order to take out these champions. Right. And, I'm sure Gabe has had this before. Um, I've run new matchmake activities that had these champions in it, and I'd find people that didn't have the mods on at all. That'd be me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Like, where, <laughs> you know, you're an activity where you needed these specific things to do this activity, and you're matching with two, three people that don't have them. Right. That'd be frustrating. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing that happens in any MMO. And unfortunately, how it goes, like, all right, so I think every MMO that has hard content will always have elitism, period. I mean, this is what it is. Like, in World of Warcraft, they would, if you were trying to get into a heroic raid and you only ran normal raids, they would try and see if you cleared and you had to send an achievement to say, hey, I've done this. Or they'll check your your progress report from because there's, like, a raider.io. They'll just look you up and be like, okay, what does this guy got? Okay, you've only done, you're rated at this, fuck you. Or, hey, you're rated high, like, come on in, you know? Same thing with Destiny 2, same thing. Like, you have, how many clears? Grandmaster do you have? Do you have the mods? What I, you know, what power level? Yada, yada, Well, the mods, that's the thing. The mods that are available for the Grandmasters this season are given through leveling up the artifact, which you level up naturally just by playing the game. Oh, so people who didn't have it were just, like, completely clueless. Yeah, you just shit out of luck. Yeah, yeah. Or, they, or, they just join the playlist and said, "All right, let's go." I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> that'd be frustrating. I'd be like, "That'd frustrate me too." All right, we've been shitting on Destiny a lot. Tell me some things that are awesome about Destiny. When so, you guys get into that, what you got? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead I'm gonna go use the restroom real fast. I've been doing a pee pee dance in my actually. Okay, can we take a quick break? Cause I need to go check and count my chickens, make sure all of them are inside the inside the pen. Okay, yeah, well, we'll do this. I'll just uh, put this on uh, stream BRB and then we'll be right back, guys. All right. All right. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, one last, just like that. One last point before we move on into the best about Destiny. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to say this. And if this rubs someone the wrong way, I am sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's over here. There is a lot of players who will see a piece of a piece a piece of gear they want, right? But we'll look at what it takes to get that piece of gear. Uh-huh. We'll say, well, well, I can't get that, but I want that. I should I deserve to have that. I play this mm. game. Yeah, that's a big problem. 
It's the people who don't want to put in the effort to get a piece of gear that say, no, 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 no. I put in two hours a day on this game. I deserve to have that item. Hmm. Which was, I mean, Gabe, Zion, and Meek, and all this has to, you know, are not forgotten grind. We didn't want to do Legend and Comp when it was... NF wasn't even that bad. The bad one for me was Mindbenders. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get the quick draw slide shot god roll for like Jesus like six and a half months. Right. Yeah. My problem it was just like it was getting to the legend, which was the problem for me and Gabe, obviously, because we aren't the best players. Once they changed it so that you get more points on match completion Mm -hmm. and you skill based matchmaking was a little bit more lenient. Oh man, we me and Gabe went what three, four seasons in a row getting unbro getting legend and comp? Right. Yeah. Like comp was infinitely easier after that one change that helped us unlock our not forgotten. Right. Right. It helped you get better at PvP. Yeah, oh, because yeah, sure. the, then the playlist was actually playable. And you had to try. Yeah. And that's the thing, I agree with you. I mean I a hundred percent agree with you. I think Gamers, okay, this is just the gamers in general. This is any game, and really when it comes down to it. Uh, I've seen this in every game I've ever played. There are people that are out there that want, I paid for, you know, this is their mind, the mindset. I've paid for this game. I want every piece of content I can get out of this game. It's unfair that I can't get to it. Yeah. For example, and I will I will take a different game. Let's, let's just take... Um, let's say Halo, for example. Back in the day, when you played Halo, if you saw somebody in Halo 3 with Hayabusa armor, they had to go into campaign on Legendary with and find these skulls that were and do these challenges that were very, very challenging. They could get people to help them, they could do whatever, but they had to put the fucking time in. And so when you saw them in PvP, you're like, oh man, like, they did that thing. Every game has something like that. But the second you make something too easy is the second that becomes worthless. It's like, yes, it just becomes worthless. And it's just another one piece of thing that, and especially in Destiny 2, that will just more than likely get vaulted. You know what I mean? Like, this was fun. Cool. See ya. You know, Um, so when did Black Armory come out? Right after Forsaken. Hmm. So from when Black Armory released all the way until just after I got Shadow because I finished Shadow Keep in Season of Opulence. I finished the Shadow title doing all the heroic menageries once a week, Flawless Crown, all that stuff. I f- finally got the curated role Kindled Orchid. Mm-hmm. Which was the only double damage perk that they had had up until that point. It had Rampage and Kill Clip. It was the damage uh, god role. Uh, dirty. Incorrect because the Transfiguration Scout Rifle from Last Wish also rolled double damage perks. Yeah. The Scout Rifle, so. <laughs> yeah, it hardly. It didn't. Well, it would, it would see use, but it was a lot more minimal usage than a Void Hand Cannon secondary, so you could snipe with a primary. Yeah. Right. But that thing, it took fucking. I would see clips of like Astacross using it, and I was like, oh my god, I want that. Right. And I would just, every week, I would go do. A couple of runs for my uh frame and just do every pistol frame until i ran out of frames and then 
go farm and get new blueprints or the new uh enough of the like the mats to make it up for it and then finally like a year and a half two years later almost i finally got it right and then it's gone because sunsetting <laughs> yeah that's so frustrating but i don't want to i do not want to keep shitting on destiny i want to hear what are some reasons to come back if you were going to try and convince zion and i to come back what are those reasons what's going on man what's some good shit that's happening Stasis is about to get a massive shaft. Uh, okay. That's that's one thing. <laughs> okay. What's, what's the uh, shaft? What's it, what's it look like? Is it long? So, well, it's not too long. It's um the long dick of the laws coming for Stasis. Yeah, it's they're basically nerfing everything annoying about Hunter. Okay. They are taking away a lot of the broken shit that makes the Behemoth Titan really fucking disgusting as a super. Uh huh. Um, at being in its, uh, when you pop it, it AOE freezes everyone around you in a five meter radius. Jesus. Um, they're not nerfing their neutral game for the Beam of Titan, I don't think, but it's nerfing uh -huh. all of the stuff that makes the, the super horrifying because it is currently the highest damage resistance super in the game. You oh. point blank shotgun that thing with Vorpal weapon, you take away half its shield. Oh, That's no. It, <laughs> it is extremely tanky of a super okay so they're nerfing that so it's not as tanky nerfing that's not as tanky it's not as oppressive as it used to but the beam of titan you know neutral game is still really good um but they're trying to tone down the playability of those classes and then bring their other underperforming uh light classes up to that point where stasis is at so they're on equal playing grounds and it's not just Stasis, 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 yeah. chaos reach. Makes sense, makes sense. Uh, okay. Yeah. For some they've, of you who are really tired of the power grind, um, they're also looking into shortening that. So instead of having to go up 50 light levels uh, plus uh, pinnacle 10 uh, every season, now they're going to get rid of the 50 sort of like... Reduce that by 40. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So there, it's just going to be a ten increase every season. So basically, if you hit pinnacle cap one season, no, this season, so thirteen ten. Well, next season, when it when it rolls over, well, thirteen ten is the powerful cap for that season. You're already at the powerful cap, and you can just start doing pinnacles right away. Oh, that's so cool. That's actually a really good idea. So if you were like really getting burnt out on the grind, like I definitely was last season and prior seasons before. My issue with the grind was the that. XP having to like having the xp grind with the artifact was my mm. issue well like, if you want to do gm the highest bit of content in the game which is gms all you needed was level 15 on the artifact which you get just by playing the season naturally right okay so it's now instead of 50 light levels it's 10 light levels are they doing a yeah. power squish at all are they like oh they're keeping it 13 it'll be 13 20 next season right 13 20 next season okay. okay what's the current season called anyways season of the chosen Season of the Chosen. Okay, what's going on with this season right now? Uh, basically, uh, well, the darkness has come. Mm -hmm. uh, the remnants of the Cabal army is like, hey, man, uh, this is a big problem for every single one of us. We should join forces. The only problem is the one leading him is Callus's daughter. Oh. So she's royal, and you know she she you know has this meeting with uh, Zavala and Osiris. Which, by the way, uh, if you like Sigira, she's gone now. She's dead. Osiris is lightless. What? Oh, he's lightless. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I already played through that one. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So, uh, Sagira died. So he's, you know, basically just now the 
advisor of Zavala. And she says, well, we're gonna, you're gonna get a seat at my work council, so just, you know, bow, bow to me. Huh. And he tells her no, and she's just like, well, okay, I guess we're at war now. Oh, shit. <laughs> guess we're at war now. Good luck. Again. Yeah. Um, and so you're just going around basically doing the Ancient Cabal Rite of Challenge to okay. all the prospects that are going to join her war council and just beating them up, essentially. Nice. nice. Okay. <laughs> to make it sure she can't get any foothold with the Cabal. Fuck you. Fuck your family. Fuck your mother. Fuck your dog. Everybody yeah. on that council getting ass beat. <laughs> Which is basically what's been going on. And the season prior, um, you get introduced to Aldrin Sav, who is now the Crow, the Guardian. Okay. Why? Wow. So, I mean, I saw a video of that. It still don't get why the Traveler brought him back. Like, well, it wasn't the Traveler who did it. It was the ghost. Well, the ghost. It was the ghost. But, but the ghost. Isn't the ghost a part of the traveler though? It is, but the ghost chooses who they re revive. Yeah, that ghost they didn't get shot. They, they are connected. They are connected to. I think it's like what? It's like a destined person they're supposed to revive. Yeah, but you know what? Not him. Okay, not <laughs> him. Well, that was my I mean, favorite character felt that way too. And then we've, you know, we've grown to like Crow through last no. season where we, Blasphemy. you know, did that. We did Blasphemy. the Hawkmoon quest with him where they brought back Hawkmoon and it's now his gun. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. And we ended up freeing him from his life of servitude with Spider. Never forget the Colonel. The Colonel still sleeps in the pen with no soup, no ramen coming his way, okay? Because of him. He's gotta go. But <laughs> He's gotta go. But the Crow is now, um, he's just like a He's now like a overall scout for the for this whole operation that we're doing now. Gotcha. Because technically his life now belongs to us. Okay. But it's it, it's been funny through last season where he's like come to realize that you're the one who killed him originally. Oh, he figures so it he, out. Yeah, he figures it out and it makes like these off off comment things where I think Gabe, you've heard this voice line before where he literally says, "You know, I'm so happy I met you now and not when you shot me in the face." <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> also. There was also lines between um, the mechanic and the crow talking about Kate. Yeah. Was there? Yeah. yeah. Dude. And he was like, I wish I had met Kate. And she was like, yeah, let's not say that in front of anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I got, dude, I got to give it to Bungie, dude. They are some fucking good storytellers. I mean, they've really grown into their own when it comes to their storytelling. It's gotten really Oh, yeah. Good. There's, ever since Activision split, their storytelling has gotten. Yeah, I agree. Um, pretty it's good. So good, man. I mean, they just they know how to weave a story, man. I mean, they made Halo. I feel like they stumbled a little bit with Destiny One, and they made up for it by you know um, the Iron Lords and everything. You know what I mean? Like after yeah. Eva, like they really kind of pushed it through. But you know, with Destiny Two, it started off with a good storyline, but then they lacked the content. The story and artwork has been fantastic, no matter what. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Um. And actually, the most latest chapter of the season story is where yeah, Crow finds out that they're uh, trying to kill Zavala. He's been going through the infinite forest, looking at all these timelines, and he's realized, hey, wait, where the hell is Zavala through all this? Oh, no. Oh, no. And he, you know, he single-handedly uncovers a plot. They were planning to get him alone, suck away his light, disactivate his ghost, and then kill him. Who was? The Cabal. No shit. They gotta go. They gotta go. Kill their empress. <laughs> kill him. Kill him. 
It was almost like a their whole plan the whole time. I was like, yeah, you can be underneath me, and we'll you know be partners. It'll be on my war council. But I, I think she was really just out for Zephalos that way she could finally cripple the guardians and then get a foothold in yeah. Soul System. Right, right. That makes okay, cool. So the storyline seems pretty good. So what else yeah. is going? So they're 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 nerfing Stasis a bit, bringing it more in line. They're bringing other supers up. Um, yep. What is coming next season? That's that's really looking. There's something to look forward to. Well, like uh, Nimmo said, Falsa Glass has been confirmed to be returning next season with some changes, of course, to match the difficulty of Destiny 2. Yep, yep, fair enough. Which will probably be some champion introduction there, which that's going to be interesting to play around with. Yeah. Um, they are not, they've decided they're going to push the next expansion, Witch Queen, back into 2022. Damn. Not for a year? So basically, they basically went from Savathun. Is Savathun yeah. coming finally? Yep. About so time. from a September release into a probably early January, later January release, probably. Okay. So that's like four x like three four extra months of content that they're gonna have to make up for. They probably can, did that because of Halo Infinite. I'm not gonna lie. Or I maybe mean, just development time. It's been Corona times. So they've been working from home for most of. Since uh, middle of Shadowkeep. That's true, but I think Bungie is very shrewd when it comes to when they do the releases, though. I mean, they're very smart about it. And uh, they, they either avoid other games or they try and beat out the other competition. They took that playbook from Blizzard because that's what Blizzard does. Blizzard will push their games back if there's another big game coming out and release it on the same day. <laughs> just be, just oh. because they can. Like, Yeah, I mean, the last two big expansions have both been delayed. Shadowkeep was delayed by, what, two weeks? Yeah. And then... Like Originally, yeah. And then Beyond Light was, I think, pushed back like a month and a half. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Corona time. I forgot about, you know, sometimes I forget about that Corona, man. Just yeah. Takes it out. All right, so, so we've got new storyline, uh, Savathun coming in a year, uh, Vault of Glass coming out next season. Uh, what else? Transmog. Transmog's coming. That's season 15. Oh, that's the Is true season game. No, it's next season. Let's talk about... Let me look at Twab, because it stays physically said it's coming next season. That is the true end game of any MMO, is Transmog. Well, that's the thing. When we finally figured out the details of how it's going to work, Okay. So now you don't have to hoard pieces of gear to dismantle for components to make it into a transmog. Uh -huh. If it is in your collection, you do bounties from A to 1. So they're bringing back A to 1 that they sunset her okay. out of the content because her content was gone. They're bringing her back to be the transmog vendor. So you do okay. her bounties, you get the materials, any piece of armor, ornament that's already been in your collections like in your character collections, you can turn that into an ornament transmog that you can put on from anywhere. They're making a whole new interface where you can do shaders all at once. Okay. Ornaments all at once. Okay. But shaders all at once makes it kind of honky where some... Well, no, some, it's just now shaders are now in their own, like, uh, they're not principal anymore. They're just... There. You can... They're just there in a interface that you can just click on each piece of armor to put a shader on. Nice. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, because having... Having to go through, okay, this shader, this shader, this shader, look at this piece of armor, try out every single color in the fucking rainbow, see what it looks like. Then go back and look at, yeah, this armor, this armor, this armor, this armor. But if I want to change like two 
I remember a couple of the different armor sets we would have. We would have be like the full kit would be like the black armory or the yeah. like the black armory red and black one. And then you would change out like one or two, like the shoulders or the legs would be something a little bit different tinted just so it would look better. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I write with him. If, if it's full black armory or whatever, it might look a little wonky. Is there a way to change each individual piece to a different color if you want? Yes. Fuck yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Cool, man. So it's not like they got some new, they got some stuff in the pipeline, man. But I think the core game is still good. I mean, any video game you play in general needs to have one core function that can be done thousands of times on a loop that you like. And I have to give it to Destiny. The shooting mechanic in the, in the combat mechanic in Destiny is fun. Square Enix and People May Fly would disagree with you. Why? On the topic of Outriders, they actually just nerfed the legendary farm that we people were abusing. They already disabled, they've made it so chests no longer drop legendaries, period. Which sucks, because now we just have to farm. They changed it so captains and the endgame boss drop legendaries, but, well actually the endgame drop boss himself doesn't drop legendaries, but the chest after him had the chance, and now- The boss chest. The Right. Yeah, now it can't drop it. It can only drop up to blues. And they removed epics were available to spawn in the shops, but that was getting abused because people would go in and change their clock in their PC or in their console uh, because every hour on the hour it would reset and you would get a new item to appear in the shop. So if you wanted to get the epics, you could just reroll your clock constantly to try to be like, uh, okay, I'm gonna look smart. through. I'm gonna look through my five characters and then bump it to the next hour. Look through my five characters. Smart bump to the little next bastards. Hour. <laughs> yeah, smart little <laughs> bastards. <laughs> and uh, so they removed it from chests. They made it so side qu uh, side quest completions have a chance at giving you legendaries, and then again, captains have the chance of giving you legendaries. Like I got my second one today before stream, where I was just farming the OG captain from Terra Firma, uh, one of the side quests. You run in, you just dash in, he spawns, you can melt him real quick, and then you jump out. Right. Um, speaking of other games, what games are you guys looking forward to? Are you guys, like, staying Destiny 2? What's fun, or what's was the clan looking forward to next? I mean, I, I know a lot of members of the clan are looking forward to the next Halo release. Um, I don't know about yourself. My but, people. Uh, my people. I, uh, that's what are you talking about? Halo. Look at this. What are you talking yes, about? Sir. All these people excited about Halo Battle Royale. You love to see it. Nah, nah I'm not excited about that. Don't you put that bad juju man. on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that bad juju on me. No, man. I just... Oof. Halo Infinite. Ah. I've got some words about Halo Infinite. I'm not happy We've with We've talked them. about it on the podcast a couple of different I'm, times. We won't go into it this time, but... No. Um, what else? Any thoughts on, like, New World or... Um, hey, you guys doing any MMOs or anything? Uh, no. Not myself. Okay. I personally have really stopped buying into the hype of a lot of games. They've just... Uh, I know they just announced... Um, Dragon Age 4 is going to be single player only and it is in the works for 2022. That'd be good. Um, yeah, it's just the thing with me before I've I've noticed a lot of games lately uh, for better for, for better words Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. How, you know, people hyped up that game. Huge yeah. flop. Uh, last the uh, Last of Us 2 where people realized that 
that game was just a massive amount of political agenda shitting all over with the last of one the last of us the first one put into motion and mm. taking an entirely new character that really didn't have any relevance to the original story and put it pushing them as the the main character towards the end of the end of the game mm. you know that pissed a lot of people off as well as that game as well sweeping the game awards this year pissed a lot of people off i do remember something about that but i i remember there was some big like stink online about it but i don't i never played last of us so i have no idea uh they basically i never played it either but my my girlfriend's a huge advocate for last those, of us won arguably won the console war it and god of war won the console war for ps4 versus 360 like yeah the games were massive they got a war yeah. one game of the year for a reason it was fantastic mm -hmm. yeah yeah last mm -hmm. of so, us won the game of the year for its time because it was fantastic but right. the second one they obviously did some shit weird they did some i just, shit I just weird. see the, the memes of like the jacked women like that's um, the memes i saw mostly is like they're well, super jacked like like i'm talking like bodybuilder like they're just like cartoon drawn yeah. like yeah so there's there was two main characters from the first game that moved over to the second game, right? Okay. That was the story it was what the story was really about to begin with. Well, in the second game, I think they without killed going, both without of them. Well, hold on. And without going into spoilers, one of the two dies fairly early on, and then the other one has some shit happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want any spoilers because just in they, case they bring a they bring a third character in who has no relevance to these characters until it is brought into as a story point that's just randomly thrown in there as a story point okay but they they've had history of these two characters you know and then all of a sudden this person is the main character of the game for the rest of the game okay so it's like the story just kind of took this random left turn like i don't know how they wanted to do it was they kind of wanted to refresh rather than just sticking with the two of their stories but they honestly should have just stuck with their stories the characters were fleshed out and fantastic right yeah but i never played it so i have no idea but yeah, um, they they basically kind of just took what the what Last of Us One was and just took a big dookie on it and said, "Well, that's not what we're doing this time." I mean, that's kind of there's kind of a trend of that. Either a lot of games that are coming out now are remakes of old games, or they're kind of like if like like for Watch example, sequels. Oh yeah, or yeah, or weird sequels. Like for example, um, what they they're bringing back um, Mass Effect. They're redoing Mass Effect. Like, bro, yes, it's been fifteen Which, years. Actually, Speaking, speaking of Bioware, let's talk about the uh, the news that dropped recently, I think last week, where their plans to reinvent Anthem from the ground up went belly oh, side up. Belly. <laughs> gone, gone, bro. Okay, let me tell you. Okay, let me tell you. With Anthem, it was a shit game in the beta. It was a shit game at release. They couldn't fix the game. And if well, you're, on, if you're, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're a company, out. if you're a company and the game has a track record of shit, would you really put more money in to fix it or just be like cut losses? I'm done. Just call Not it. Not with a skeleton crew, you won't. With Anthem's beta, it was actually really promising. It was a buggy mess, but the prospect of a decent game was there. Bleach and I grinded the, the living Destiny fuck out killer. of it. Yeah, but there's never going to be a Destiny killer. There's always competition. Like, Outriders is going to be a good competition game, I believe. But again, but never going to completely promising as a demo currently? Only because of the demo currently? Because let's, let's, let's be real here, Zion. Games can be promising on their betas and demos. Yep. 
Come from MMOs, and, I know that for sure. And from my experience, almost every game that's had a promising demo has either botched something on launch or just had a really tough time picking up a bigger audience than what they got during the demo. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm not told- saying... I'm not saying Outriders itself is a Destiny killer. I'm saying it's a good competition game. Right. If it can get the traction that it that well, it can get. So I, I think both of you are right on this one. For example, I think that during the demo, you're right. I mean, for example, I've played plenty of MMOs. I've played a lot of MMOs. And the first little bit you get to play is awesome. And in Zion, you know my reservation about some MMOs that are coming out. You know what I mean? Like Ashes of Creation, New World. I have big reservations but at the same time i think what zion's saying is the core gameplay of outriders and correct me if i'm wrong zion yeah. is good so right right it, you so know what i mean like me, that core loop it, is what good. i what i reference it to everyone as is a tooled up gears of war one with abilities and loot it's like faster paced combat you're over the shoulder ads you're um like your movement speed some of the animations are the same because it's people may fly they literally did everything the same as the old school gears games and it has a slight nostalgia factor of holy shit i'm going through and i'm not shooting at locusts this time i'm shooting at other people or i'm shooting at other like the populace of enoch which is the planet that it takes place on right but if they flesh their end game out and if they keep their loop system in a decent situation because we don't know what crafting is going to be like yet with we know what it should look like but we don't know how it's going to operate just yet they've shown us you can take a piece of gear from common rare epic legendary any piece of gear albeit some gear you're not going to want to do that because the legendaries by default have absolutely absurd mods like i have a smg that has uh guaranteed bleed and then the second perk on it's bugged because it's a demo it's acceptable like on killing shots your um your the enemy that dies will create like a singularity bomb and when it detonates it'll just deal splash damage to other enemies so that but, that power fantasy is nice yeah and there's mods to each gun like blues only have one mod epics and legendaries have two mods right but legendaries have the tier three mods there's different tiers to the Mm. mods as well so there's tier one tier two tier three like the tier three mods and the legendaries guarantee bleed guarantee like freeze guarantee fire guarantee like the one i got earlier today the amber vault like every killing shot uh for 30 seconds i get 30 percent increased damage and that can stack up to five times so in that 30 seconds if i get five kills suddenly i'm up 150 percent damage if i hot swap dismantle that gun because as i scale up through content and the gun no longer becomes valid because i'm fighting say my gun damage for that is like 320 and now i'm fighting enemies at 500 i'm not going to stay at the same pace with that even with the damage bonus so you can dismantle the weapons keep the mods that goes into your library similar to division had the library and you can take those library mods and apply them to different guns that is where the crafting system is going to come in. Yeah, but I think what Vex is saying too, I don't think, and I, I agree with Vex, and I've told you this on it. Like, this is just a demo, and we don't know what the end game is going to look like, and they haven't really shown a lot of content of what that end game is going to be. And that's frustrating for a game that's going to come out in a month, right? It comes out a month, right? It's yeah. Fr- it's, I mean, 
there's not been a game, there's not been an MMO that I know that doesn't tell you what is coming out and how it's going to play. That's why I'm worried about like, okay, speaking of fun games, Halo Infinite, I'm very worried about it right now. There has been zero multiplayer gameplay showing. There's been no demos, there's been no beta, there's been no multiplayer action at all. We don't know what it's going to look like. We've just seen that one video clip they showed us of a random scripted walkthrough, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like even though I'm excited yeah. for Halo Infinite, I still don't know if I can invest because it's like, do you put that time in? I think Outriders would be a great playthrough. This storyline is fantastic. It's dark. It's gritty. It's good. Like the voice acting is a little wonky, but you know, I can I can get with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I like the storyline, and I think the core loop is fun. Fighting the enemies is fun, but will it have the replayability of Destiny? That's yet to be seen. We. We don't have enough info yet, I don't think. And, you know, another, it just, you know, the point of like what I said, what I said, I don't get excited for much games anymore is because I've seen so many games come out that are, like people keep saying, promising. Yes. But then either botch on release, don't do something right, not as exciting as people thought they were going to be. Um, like, for example, Godfall. Oh, yeah. What happened to that game? The replayability on release. Yeah, you'd play through the campaign, you'd play through your story mode, you would get geared up, you'd get kitted mostly well. Bleach and I actually played the living shit out of it for a while. Right. And then you would get to the end of the game, there's nothing else to do. It would start you oh. over, you'd have to completely start the grind over. Oh. That was the point. What is you the point? Keep, you could do like New Game Plus, but again, you're just fighting the same exact stuff in the same exact procedurally generated areas. Ugh. That's terrible. I mean, that's not it's a fun just, yeah, it's like the, the games are promising. They look promising, but when it comes to launch and it comes to when people finally get their hands on them, half of these games are usually a waste of people's monies. Yeah, it can be, and especially if they flop early. I mean, and Great Jedi made a good point. Like, for example, No Man's Sky came out. They were total shit, worked on it for two years, and now it's really good. Same thing with like Final Fantasy 14. You know, Final Fantasy had to completely redo it and then come out with Final Fantasy 14. Like they literally destroyed the whole world, rebuilt, and now it's a great game. So there's not there's not saying like oh Rainbow Six Siege started out like can't. shit, you know, and they fixed yeah. that. You know, I mean it's not like they can't fix it, but I think that again, the core loop has to be good of any game. You know, Destiny is just use space magic to kill enemies and use cool guns. If that and do it thousands of times. You know, Outriders is use cool abilities to try and clear waves of enemies as fast as you can. And if, is that fun? Yes, then you can replay it. But again, you can't, like Godfall had cool combat, but you get to the end and it's like, well, it's all it's all over. So it's like, you gotta have a balance of both. I think. But guys, it's already, uh, already been two hours. We just blew oh. through two out. I t dude, it's like a time warp in here, man. You just get in, you start, you sit down, and you just start going. Man, we didn't even talk about my fucking gotcha <laughs> addiction. That's crazy. <laughs> no, dude. You, just, you get in and you just go, man. Like when you start talking the podcast, it's just it's a time. I tell every guest when they come in, I'm like, dude, these two hours are gonna fly, guaranteed. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. But okay, tell people where they can find you, man. Oh, before we go, hold on, Zion, do the thing. TTV Zion Yeet. No, 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 uh, no, no. Do the questions. <laughs> oh, nah, we can do it later. Okay, okay, we'll do it later. Okay, well, yes, I'll then now the do one. the other thing. I fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> TTV Zion Yeet. Uh, 
pretty much the fun fortune discord levs discord uh you can catch me on twitter at zion yeet or just i think it's at zion i might have tweaked it but um probably going to be trying to stream something this evening i don't know yet uh i might just call off the stream and just dick around with the boys i don't know hey okay um, but <laughs> does it sound like lev's joining us for outbreak is that what it sounds like for what no he doesn't, he doesn't play cod no man no he COD. tried zombie well did you even try zombies on the free weekend because his issue is his pc is getting a little older and yeah. it can't exactly handle like he can't play and stream apex at the same time which is rough because one of our good buddies and his uh ex-marine friend of his is uh also a streamer he's a big apex do. player yeah i like playing apex i just i'd rather be able to stream it at the same time like i have coordinated streaming times and his stream is usually at the same time i stream you know what i'm saying so i don't want to like not stream and just play apex with him i like to be able to play and stream my computer is because it's so, clip potential but yeah you know what i'm saying but um vex where can people find you man uh, Twitch.tv slash Vexen. If when I do stream, which sometimes I do stream background order when there's an event going on, if I feel like getting up and doing it, that is turning on the Twitch stream. And uh, Twitter, uh, at Vexen, is where you can find me as well. Perfect, perfect. And that's already on the screen for anybody who's at home. Make sure it's at V E X X U N, Vexen. Okay. All right, Gabe, how about you, man? Where can people find you? Ooh, I don't know. I'm more of like a social media lurker. Uh, I got my, <laughs> I got my personal Twitter, and I mean, I just kind of hop on the Reddit uh, every now and then. So, if you're looking to talk to me or anyone at Fortunate, reach out to Danny because I don't really got any of that social networking. <laughs> okay, no worries. Okay, so what I will do is when we post this video on YouTube and we post this video everywhere else you listen to podcasts, I will also apply the link so that way people can join your Discord as well. So that way we can kind of get some people who have like minds to come check out Unfortunate, have some fun, or kick some ass, come kill some for the record, uh, For the record, our clan motto is actually uh, balanced game, smiley face. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, cool, guys. Well, um, let's go find somebody to raid. Do you guys have. Like